dum 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 ba dum 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 ba dum 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 yup sports are dumb dum 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 welcome to sports are dumb the show where two sports fans fix sports we fully fix sports i'm joey I'm Sean. I don't know if I fix sports. I cry about them. <laughs> okay, we're more idea people than yeah, yeah, yeah. solutions-oriented. But sometimes we come up with some good solutions. I don't know if we're going to have it. There's no solution time. for yeah. this. Well, there is. But it's more uh, int- in- intrapersonal. It's more on me than the, uh, the sport <laughs> itself, I feel like. By the time you're hearing this, the, uh, the NCAA men's uh march madness college basketball tournament i'm sure all of those are not in the title march madness will be over uh, presented by (laughs) presented by madness in march uh snap it to a slim jim i don't know but um (laughs) we we a new basketball champion will be will be crowned as i've said in the past i don't do a bracket because it's pointless but this year I had two teams I was rooting for, both my alma maters, and both made it to the Elite Eight, which is quite the... You think you would want your teams to advance far enough to uh, eventually face each other? An Elite Eight is not a great round for two teams <laughs> you're rooting for to face each other, because there's there's such uh, a reward publicly for making the Final Four than there is not making the Final Four. And then... Everybody has their, if you're rooting for two teams, everybody's going to have their biases on which team they would rather see. This particular happened to me when the University of Texas played the University of Miami. I went to both schools. Unfortunately, I was rooting for Texas. I think four-fifths of me was rooting for Texas because I was there for four years. And then, and then one-fifth of me was rooting for Miami because I was only there for one year. And um, I thought about joining, joining Joey out at the bar. Um, but I quickly decided that would be a terrible idea. I think I've discussed how, uh, my emotions get when I'm watching my, uh, teams. I just got to stay at home. It's just a bad idea. And so it, it it ended up, and this is the worst game possible. If it was close the whole way, both teams going back and forth, I would have been fine, I think. But the fact that Texas got a big lead and blew it. That was worse because now you're just like disappointed at how they played the past 12 minutes. It's all because of that stupid inbound pass where the Miami guy inbounded the ball off the Texas player butt and dunked it. And it started the whole thing. And now I'm just yelling at the TV. I'm, I'm yelling at Miami players who I liked three hours prior to this game. <laughs> I'm yelling at them because I, I'm now annoyed. The Poplar guy, I was, I was really annoyed at the, uh, Jordan Miller didn't miss the entire shot. How does somebody do that? I'm talking free throws and shots from the field. I'm just, and now I'm about, I got to root for these fools. And, and well, I I had to root for them this past weekend because of course I want them want them to win now. <laughs> so I mean, like 
Don't you know what's dumb? Don't root for two teams that could possibly win it all, because then you got to root against one of them, and then the guys you liked you don't like anymore, and then when the guys that you were rooting against end up winning, you have to flip it all up again and start rooting for them again. It's an emotional train wreck, roller coaster, whatever you want to call it. Don't do your, do don't do it to yourself. I'm the dumb one here for uh, picking two teams to root for. Sean, I would argue that. Well, well. First, I wanted to say Jordan Miller not missing a shot. Uh, apparently, Christian Leitner also did that. And I, this is certainly a Miami bias. I think Jordan Miller is one of the most likable college players I've ever seen. Like, if you've seen <laughs> him talk, to he's got, yeah, he's got like a good sense of humor. He seems to be like pretty well respected by both teammates and opponents. Like, yeah. you know, good good personality all around. And then Christian Leitner, who's perhaps still the most hated college player in, it sounds like it. in history. I, I was four when he was wreaking havoc, so I didn't really have an opinion <laughs> one way or the other. So I found that very funny. But I would argue that even if you just went to one alma mater, you're probably experiencing that roller coaster throughout your bracket because... If you fill out a bracket, you're rooting for a team until you have them losing. And I can give an example of this. UConn versus Gonzaga. If this happened 10 years ago, I would have been like, screw UConn. I hate them. No, I do hate them because Miami, my own alma mater, I actually spent four years of my life. (laughs) I, I would like to see Miami beat UConn. But even then, I'm like, they're college kids. I can't hate them. I can't hate them. Even professional athletes. It's, it's very difficult for me to hate another person. Uh, simply for winning a basketball game. <laughs> well, but, I mean, it's it's possible though. It's possible. yes, it's yes, it, it is possible. If they were to point into the crowd and make like the throat slash gesture, then I'd probably be like, ah, <laughs> towards you specifically. Although my seats will be so high up that I, like, I'd, I'd have to look at the jumbotron. What did he do that? Did he, did he, <laughs> and even the jumbotron will be too far away. And we'll get to to that. That'll be the second part of this grievance that we have against the final four but i think when you're filling out your bracket gonzaga uconn i picked both of those correctly to meet in the elite eight but then i had gonzaga winning in retrospect possibly the dumbest pick of the whole bracket they got (laughs) destroyed but for those 40 minutes like the the previous three games i'm like let's go uconn this game had to root against them and i will continue rooting against them probably for the rest of the tournament so i guess that's less of a roller coaster uh, and it's more like a, I'm trying to think of another team that maybe I was rooting for at one point. And then against, I could even say Texas, that I was rooting for them to make the Elite Eight. I had and predicted then... that. And then had to root against them as they played my yeah. alma mater. Because I did not go to Texas, so I don't have <laughs> as strong a feeling. I do like the campus. It's it's lovely. It's got some fun accoutrements to accoutrements. it. Uh, the Blanton Museum, very enjoyable. Lots of good art and history there but in the basketball game was not rooting for them after previously rooting for them for three games yeah it's uh yeah again i'm I just i'm just blaming myself and then i refuse to go back and look at replays too because then you know as a biased fan i'm like oh that should have been a call that shouldn't have been a call uh i can't even go back and watch it just because i don't want to face reality that those are probably like the the play where Brock, Brock Cunningham boxed out Norchad O'Meara, and initially it was called uh, the fifth foul on O'Meara because he tried to uh, get a rebound over him. But they overturned it because they said Brock Cunningham, who plays for Texas, uh, undercut o- O'Meara, uh, who who he was boxing out. 
I refused to go back and look at it just so I can tell myself, no, no, it should have been a foul on a mere place for Miami. Should have been on him. He was getting boxed out, then tried to jump over him. That's not fair. When probably what the refs called was Omir probably jumped first. And then Cunningham came and kind of took his legs out. I don't know. I'm not going to look at it. But that's that's one of the things that, you know, I was like laying down on the couch watching this game, like in a fetal position, trying not to freak out. And that one brought me to my feet. Once they overturned the calls, like, this isn't good, fellas. <laughs> this, they got all the momentum and their star player back. And the one dude ain't missed no shots. And we and then our our dude got uh, hurt on a loose ball foul, so he's like limping around with a bruised thigh. Like this isn't good, and just like I expected, uh, disappointment. <laughs> well, we can put a link to that clip in the show notes so that everyone listening, you can be the judge if you do not watch the game. I will tell you, Sean. You mentioned how you thought about joining me at the bar. I went to uh, a local watering hole down yeah. the street. Uh, from from the house i i uh, am currently not drinking so i was surrounded by lots of drunk people who were all rooting for texas no one was rooting for (laughs) miami and even to show the full like everyone else against me i went to a food truck to order a burger and fries wearing my miami gear the person at the food truck was a university of florida graduate (laughs) and he said something like i'll do you a favor because you went to Miami. And I was like, what? And he's like, I'm a Florida graduate. And I was like, well, we can at least dislike Florida State, right? That's something we have in yeah, common. common he was ground. like, no, but I, I dislike Miami more. And I was like, okay, well, they don't please don't spit anymore. in my food. <laughs> but when that play happened, like you said, it was a little bit of confusion at right. first. I don't even know if the, if the refs overturned the call or if that was just the initial thought of the, the announcing crew. And then they said it got overturned because I didn't see like an immediate call one way or the other until a little bit after. Like, so maybe they had a little discussion. Maybe one made one call, one made the other call. And the entire Texas bar is cheering because they think it's in Texas's favor. And I'm watching the little closed captioning on the screen and I see them say like, no, this is going to go against Texas. This will be in Miami's favor. So I was getting like real excited, but I didn't want to be too you know, obvious about it because I didn't want to get pelted by tomatoes. But <laughs> I, I, it cuts to Norchad O'Meara, the Miami player, shooting a free throw. And the entire bar is just booing. Multiple people are like, how did that happen? What happened? And there was a guy who had been sitting behind me and every once in a while we were talking. So I turned around and explained. I was like, oh, that's what the closed captioning said, you know, that he was jumping up and then there was a box out. So they said like he kind of upended him. And the the guy was like the calmest I've ever seen. He was so filled with rage prior. And then that explanation, he was like, oh, thanks for explaining. And it was like totally oh. calm then. And I, all the Texas fans were very kind uh, and lovely. Oh, they were? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd say the, the Florida fan was probably the most... The rudest. Egregious, yeah. Uh, which he, it's, I think he, he also said that their propane tank had broken earlier. So oh, he's having a probably just all kinds of stress going on. All around, but it was a it was a lovely time, and then an old man at the bar congratulated me. I said thanks. I really gave a lot of effort out there, <laughs> uh, and That's then made a comment too. that I was going to go to Houston to watch the Final Four, and he was like, "Well, Houston's out already," and I was like, "No, the location. It's not, it's not what I said." Also, I'm clearly a Miami fan. I think I would have known. 
their last right. game where they beat Houston. Like that was great. He was very raspy, right. hard to understand. I, uh, you know, one of those. Uh, he's probably smoked forty packs a day for fifty-five years, and uh, just couldn't. I'm like, do you sound like this all the time? Terrific. That hurt my throat to do for eight seconds, and that was that's this man's life. That's how he sounds all the time. Wild. Also, he was in a group with like four people who I'm just like, how do you all know each other? Because they all just look like they came from like their own like think of like Donkey Kong 64 or something. They each just came from a different world and no consistency, but I I really needed to know the backstory of how they all met yeah. and I didn't ask and I regret it. One of the biggest regrets of life. I uh speaking of old men at the bar, I the other day for lunch. I can't wait for this. <laughs> No, the other day for lunch, I went to a bar near campus to uh, just. I heard they got a good burger, so I went there to order burger and fries. And the guy, it's an old guy who's working a bar that took took my order. He's like, "What can I get you?" I was like, "A the double cheeseburger with fries." And he's like, "Everything on it?" I was like, "Just the the meat, the cheese, and the onions." He's like, "Just the onions?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "What? You're taking out all the parts of the burger?" I'm like. <laughs> No, I'm like, I can taste the burger when there's not a hundred vegetables on it. He's like, okay, with his old man voice. And then, like, for the rest of the, my time there eating, uh, he was calling me onion breath because <laughs> I was going to have smelly breath for just having onion. And I don't think I, the burger's really good. I kept telling him, like, hey, man, this burger's legit. I ain't got no lettuce, tomatoes, or pickles on it. But then I should have said, he also gave it to me dry. So I don't know. I should have said whatever condiments come on it, those can stay too. But uh, he was just obsessing over the fact. He kept looking over and like just disappointment, shaking his head that the fact that I only had onions and cheese on my burger. Like clearly he doesn't know me or my eating habits or when I go to another burger establishment, get those. I don't want salad on my burger. This old man at the bar was not pleased with my, uh, Life choice. <laughs> that whole story is wonderful. I feel like that's a that's a good burger bit where someone orders like I you know I want a good burger with like just cheese on it or something, and then and they just give Ed you just a, gives them cheese, bread with yeah. cheese, yeah. yeah, or something. I don't know something stupid like yeah, that. I need which, to be more specific. Yes, you should be as specific as possible. Really annoy them. Like be yeah. so particular. And alternate. Be like, I want it with cheese. I want it no tomatoes. With onions. No lettuce. Oh, that's, that's a dick, dick move. No, I've had to say with cheese. because. Oh, yeah. My goal for- is for you to get thrown out of everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Whataburger. If you say, I want a cheeseburger with nothing. It with, I, I want a cheeseburger plain. They'll just make it a hamburger. I'm like, no, <laughs> I, I said cheeseburger. Like, where's the cheese? So, yeah. I've learned to be more specific. Yes. With your cheeseburgers. Sean, just very quickly, we will... I alluded to this earlier. Yeah. That I'm going to the Final Four. It is in NRG Stadium, which is mm-hmm. notably a football stadium. And you'll notice that in most cases, basketball games are not played in football stadiums. They're usually in basketball arenas. They're occasionally on ships. But this <laughs> one yeah. is in a football stadium because like money, the final four games are yes there's more money to be made in having 50,000 more seats I fully understand the financial reasons behind it I think for the basketball reasons although I am saying this before the game 
we are recording before the game. Post game, we might be saying this was the greatest Final Four ever, and then I will take back everything negative I've said about football stadiums, at least for this year. But NRG Stadium was the site of the worst national championship game in history, which also featured these very same Yukon Huskies. And by very same, I mean they wore the same words on their jersey. <laughs> but otherwise, UConn they were. Yukon versus Butler? Yes, Yukon versus Butler, a combined 94 points. Sean, this is. How Man. much I remember this game. Very much not at all. I was at my sister's place who rarely watches basketball, but she was tuning in because I was tuning in and she's like, this game is terrible. And I'm like, I know it's usually not so bad. I was doing a fun little thing because I was like, I'm going a, I'm to a be fit during this game. So during any amount of play, once the TV timeout hit, I said, okay, however many points UConn scored. I'm going to do that many push-ups. Like, since the last TV timeout, however many points Butler scored, I'm going to do that many sit-ups. There were multiple times I did a combined four or less of these things because they'd go for four minutes with no baskets, and it was just the worst thing to watch and the worst exercise to perform during. <laughs> oh, man. You didn't get... Oh, I'm so, I, I kind of remember that game. I remember I was... I think I was at a... I was at a bar... It may have been like a third base or something here in Austin that no longer exists because they're terrible. Well, I take that back. It was okay. But uh, the, my problem with playing basketball in, basketball in football stadiums, so the way they have to set it up, because since the stadium is so big, you have to race a court so that everybody can see. So the court is on a platform, and, that, and you'll notice that when players want to come off the bench, they have to like – I don't know if there's little steps or they just have to climb up, but they have to get up on the platform to go check in at the table. And the coaches, it's weird. The coaches are just up there by themselves. Uh, and then the players are on the court, but then like, there's no bench. You can't see the bench, which, you know, if players want to celebrate and run into the court. It's not instantaneous. They got to climb up this court first before they can run out there. And what happens? Have we, have we seen somebody dive for a loose ball out of bounds and go flying, you know, off the screen has that happened yet like i feel like this is a safety issue that people are saying well we just you know gotta get that money and we gotta have these games on these and you can't like if you're you're in section 586 you're not gonna see the court anyways i I don't know if it really helps so it the the sight lines the acoustics it doesn't whenever they play in a football stadium it just doesn't feel right they need to put it back in this Find a big-ass basketball court. Who has the biggest basketball court? What if they played on a 400-foot basketball court? It's just significantly... You're talking about low-scoring games. Everyone's just, like, passing out at half court. Yeah, a shot clock violation every time because they can't get down the court. (laughs) You love to see it. You love to see it. Yes, I'm hopeful we don't see any further injuries. I'm, I'm picturing... I, I don't recall anyone flying off the court, although the 2016 National Championship game, we were discussing this before we started recording. It's when Villanova makes a buzzer beater. The possession before, North Carolina makes a very difficult shot, and one of the Villanova defenders goes for the ball. He tries to go for a steal on a pass, and he misses, and he falls and slides like quite a bit. It's not off yeah. the court, but it's like... A pretty comical amount, like slip and slide level amount of sliding off screen. And then they show the replay like five times because it's a pretty crazy shot that we think is sending the game into overtime. 
So it's just a very fun uh, repeat of him just sliding across. And I'm sure he's very <laughs> thankful to his teammate for making a shot so that he wasn't the the goat in the bad right. sense, not the greatest of all time sense. Right. Very well. But I, I'm picturing Justin Bieber falling at his concert. Did he fall at a concert? Yeah, that he's is... walking oh, no. and he just falls off the stage because he loses track of where he is. And that's what I'm picturing a coach doing. Like just getting too into calling a play and then stumbles off the side and probably Ouch. just melts into the earth. I don't think Ouch. you get back you, up never from that. Never to be seen again? Yeah. Oh, man. It's like when you're on the floor is lava and you, <laughs> fall, <laughs> you fall into the That water. show, man. I only watched the first ep- uh, first two episodes because, you know, pandemic was rough and we were looking for stuff to watch on TV. <laughs> oh, man. That's, I thought, I don't know what I was expecting. It wasn't that, though. Like, I, I thought it'd be more entertaining. Some people were entertained by it. I, I wasn't expecting real lava, but I thought, you know. <laughs> Sean wanted to see burning flesh. No. <laughs> I thought, I don't know, man. It was like, it was... <laughs> I don't know. That's a bad way to peter out, but just I don't know. It's like, yeah, that show. I can I couldn't stick with it. Well, Sean, our sports cliche could apply to the floor is lava. Probably more to real sports, but let's say on the floor is lava because they're teams of three. Right. Let's say two of them immediately fall. They immediately fall into the lava. They're gone forever. Which yeah. if if to. <laughs> To Until very the quickly, end of the episode, to very quickly <laughs> explain this, yes, when they fall into the lava, the show makes it seem like they are dead. Like they don't, yeah. they just show them disappearing. You never see them again until the very end. Yeah, like it's just very, it's just great. It's great camera work, great work all around. So the last player, they make it through the entire thing. They get to the shrine of the silver monk. I forget what they were playing for. I don't think well, it's a yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple callback. But in case it was, <laughs> they get to the end. You could say that they made a statement. They were making a statement out there. Just like, hopefully, the University of Miami makes a statement. Our sports cliche of the day. (laughs) We hope they make a statement. They're making a statement out there. What statement are they making? I don't know. Well, okay. I don't know, but I hope they draft it up. They write it on a sheet of paper and have someone notarize it. And then hand it to the official. We're not making an inquisition. (laughs) We're, We're making a statement. Where, yeah, these cliches, man. That's why sports are dumb, guys. We got, we need some more words in the English vocabulary (laughs) because these cliches are rough. Well, Sean, perhaps we'll sneak jurisprudence into our next episode. But for now, I think the only statement that is fitting Mm. is that sports are dumb.